Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. a good idea have a point it makes it so much more interesting for the listener and welcome to at your service brad young in with you this evening until oh my goodness 10 o'clock tonight glad you're staying up late with us and uh, just to update brad choke blues literally just scored another goal while brad choke was giving you the score so blue score is currently four to two over new jersey so Keep that in mind. I just want to make sure it was it was three to two when he said the score, but they literally scored like seconds after. So just to give you an update on that, like I'm a big sports guy. So in any event, welcome to Camel X. Welcome to At Your Service. I don't nearly say this often enough because I get emails from people saying, Brad, you don't give your email often enough, which in of itself makes me wonder. Because if the folks could email me, then how do how can folks think that I don't give my email address often enough if they email me? It's like when someone, and I mentioned this here a couple of weeks ago, when someone is speaking and you're at a conference and, and someone says, please let me know if you can't hear me. How could anyone let you know unless they could hear what you said? Anyway, it's all it's all circular. My email address is beyoung, that's B-Y-O-U-N-G, at harrisdowell.com, H-A-R-R-I-S, as in Sam, D as in David, O-W-E-L-L.com. That's the name of my law firm, Harris, Dowell, Fisher, and Young. But I'm here tonight because I'm at your service. And we've got a couple of interviews tonight, so we we won't be able to get into... uh, any general discussions while we're doing those interviews, but anytime I'm not in an interview, uh, feel free to give us a call on whatever it is we're talking about or whatever it is that is on your mind. Now, I looked this up. Today is National Whipped Cream Day. Now, I'm going to stay away from going in the gutter on this, but what? why does whipped cream need its own day? I mean, of course it's great on pie of any kind, 
but I don't think it really needs a day to commemorate whipped cream. I don't know who picks these things, but that's to me is kind of lame. What isn't lame, though, is tomorrow is technology day. And I got the opposite take on this because think about what you do on a daily basis. Think of all the technology that's involved with what you do just to get through the day, whether it's cell phones, computers, the technology in your car, the technology at your office. Even in the practice of law, people think the practice of law, you know, we, we, uh, we, we get the dusty books off the shelf and we write a bunch of long, lengthy letters. Not anymore. I, I send very few letters anymore. I probably exchange 200 emails a day or more, which, which was just funny because as I was thinking about this today, that tomorrow is technology day. You, uh, an attorney cannot even practice law today without technology. Can't do it. Uh, I've got Zoom conferences all the time. I appear in court via Zoom. I keep a I keep a blazer and a shirt and a tie in my office. So whenever I've got this instantaneous Zoom meeting with a judge, I can throw this on. I always wonder if the judge thinks because I'm in front of the same judges over and over and over again. I wonder if the judge thinks, you know, Brad wore that same outfit like two weeks ago and he wore the same outfit last week. I just keep it in my office so I can wear whatever to the office and then throw that stuff on for a Zoom conference. But technology truly impacts every element of our lives. And so that certainly deserves its own day. I read a book a few years ago. It was called One Second After. And it was an amazing book because the book takes the premise that the because of a, an electromagnetic pulse, the entire power grid in the United States goes down. What happens? And so it explores how life would go on without technology. And it was truly a frightening novel. It really was. Pick it up if you want to get it. I'm not going to, there's no spoilers here. Uh, since the title of the book entails what the story is, I haven't given anything away. But the one thing I will mention that is something that I really never thought about before is that if the power grid goes offline, the first folks that are going to suffer from that, except for maybe, you know, being in weather extremes, it could be an immediate suffering. But people who who rely on medications like diabetics or other folks who have to have daily meds, you think supply chain issues have been bad during COVID. What, what would supply chain issues be like if we had no power grid? So that's called, the book is called One Second After. It's been out for a long time, but it really explores that idea of what happens. What happens when the power grid goes down? I did just get a text. It says, Brad Young on Overnight America interviews. Eh, I want to hear more from Brad Young. That is fantastic. Thank you very much, Mom. Thanks for texting in. And uh, no, I, my, my mom's long since passed. But, uh, but that was a nice text. Thank you very much. But in the 9 o'clock hour, listen, if, if you're sleepy right now, set your alarm on your cell phone, on your technology, because you're going to want to listen. If you followed this, this case involving the Idaho murders in any way, you're going to want to listen at 9.15. I'm going to talk to a law school friend of mine, John Davis. He's uniquely qualified. He, he was a federal prosecuting attorney for two decades. He was a judge, and now he's a civil defense attorney. So he literally covers every side of this angle. 
And we're going to break down the news that came out today regarding the probable cause statement. So that's at 915. Uh, Listen, phone the kids, wake the neighbors. You're going to want to listen to this interview because it will tell you more about this story than what you've heard, read, or seen in any other media of any kind nationwide. That's at 915. But coming up right after the break, we're going to talk to Tim Graham of the Media Research Center about how he would grade the mainstream media in 2022. It's going to be a great interview, so stick around. Brad Young, at your service. We'll be back right after this. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Well, now that uh, 2022 has come to a close, I wanted to talk to the Media Research Center just about how the media performed in 2022. So joining us this evening is Tim Graham. He's the Director of Media Analysis at the Media Research Center. Hey, Tim, great to talk to you again, and welcome to KMOX St. Louis. Thank you. Uh, Before I get into any specific topics, uh, I'm going to ask you, could you just give us a grade on how the mainstream media performed. And I looked at two different areas on professionalism and objectivity in 2022. What grade would you give in those areas? Oh, they'd get an F for objectivity. Are they trying? (laughs) I don't think they're trying. Uh, You know, the professionalism, you know, I, there's a lot of the news that we watch that isn't political. And I'm sure to some extent, if you're describing a, a tornado or a hurricane or a, or something that's non-political, it's professional. It's just our beef is the way that they cover politics. And there sure. are some times where the story is 
is all factual, but the facts are organized in a very convenient way. Well, even when it comes to, you said things like covering storms, I, I always chuckle, and my wife even looks at me when we're watching the news and they're covering, like right now, there's this uh, atmospheric river that's a cyclone bomb and all of these terms about what's going on in California. And they always try to work in uh, things about climate change or global warming is causing this as if we've never had extreme weather before moms in suburbs started driving SUVs. So even even in situations where they're covering the news objectively, a lot of times there is that subjectivity that creeps into the reporting. Absolutely, there's that. There is that pressure from the Green New Deal people to say, uh, you know, any kind of extreme. I mean, we used to call it global warming, but then when there was massive blizzards, they said, well, that's not global warming. So they said, oh, okay, it's climate change. <laughs> well, Tim, I, I, you know, the favorite story I think of my entire life is there were a string of hearings on global warming that had to be canceled in Washington, D.C. because of a blizzard. And and I just thought that I just thought you know God has a sense of humor because it was very entertaining. But what wasn't entertaining was this past Sunday night. I'm watching 60 Minutes, and 60 Minutes did a segment with Paul Ehrlich to discuss how our planet is doomed and our civilization will be over in just a few decades because of things like climate change and energy usage. So when when you hear Paul Ehrlich being used and trotted out as an expert by 60 Minutes. How Doesn't that in of itself demonstrate bias in the media? Oh, any dramatic bias, because, you know, Paul Ehrlich doesn't say, well, maybe in a little while the storms will be worse. And he's much more of the type of, we're all going to die. We're going to die. There's going to be massive diebacks. I mean, this, <laughs> and this is what he did in the 1970s. He projected that most of the humans on Earth would die of famine. None of that happened, of course, and yet they're still putting them on. You know, when I began my early days at the MRC in 1989 and 1990, the Today Show was giving this guy big chunks of, like, these six-minute reports where he got to play the reporter, and he had literally one of these. He said the Chesapeake Bay was going to become so flooded that people in D.C. would have to tie their boat to the Washington Monument, you know, and the Capitol would be unusable. I mean, none of this ever happened. No, but but what really irks me about this, Tim, is that if it were any other expert, like, for example, anytime someone mentioned Donald Trump in the past year they and, and he talked about the election, they would always say his election lies. And so that was always uh, uh, specified in any case where Trump was talking about the election. But here we have Paul Ehrlich, who's literally um, weather forecasters have a better uh, uh, percentage of being right than Paul Ehrlich. And and yet no one ever says to Paul in the mainstream media, Paul, you've made all these predictions, but yet every single one of them has proven to be false. Why should we listen to you now? That never happens, does it? Yeah, I mean, this is the whole thing is you could have a 60 minute segment where he's one expert. And there's an expert on the other side saying, no, he's actually incorrect. And then you have at least a debate. This is what's wrong with the news media, and especially when it comes to climate. They're all so convinced, as they were in 1990. In 1990, they were telling us in a very short time, massive floods. 
And then when it doesn't come true, still doesn't matter. And that's where we say on climate, wouldn't it be nice if we had two points of view and they just can't tolerate it? They can't. And to me, that's where that bias creeps in. In fact, your colleague at MRC, Adam Gillette, posted recently that in 2022, journalists became full-fledged political activists for the left. Is that true from your perspective? And didn't this trend start way before 2022? Well, yeah, I mean, I think really if you want to talk about when did objectivity start to fall apart, you go back to Vietnam and Watergate when I was little. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, yes, even in the 80s and into the 90s, they were trying to appear objective while they were still trying to share their opinion a bit. Um, You know, Walter Cronkite was never as objective as they suggested he was. But uh, that was a golden era compared to now. And, uh, you know, obviously the Trump era has been uh, just the the complete shredding of any uh, artifice that used to be remaining. It's just uh, there's just no pretense now. They come out and they just say everything they want to say. We're uh, we're talking to Tim Graham, director of media analysis uh, at the Media Research Center. And, and I and I did get a very large chuckle. Tim, whenever I saw the Stephen Colbert interview with Don Lemon and uh, Don Lemon or rather Stephen Colbert asked Don Lemon about CNN supposedly taking the position that they're no longer going to be liberal. And Don Lemon had the audacity to say, well, I don't think CNN was ever liberal. And I'm thinking liberals don't even believe that, do they? Yeah, you Colbert's response to that was to go, "What?" <laughs> you know, I mean, I think that was the right answer. Is that yes, it's preposterous to try to say that. It's sort of like in a different way, Strobe Talbot, he was at Time Magazine for many years. When the Cold War was over, he said the Soviet Union was never a threat. You know, oh, now that goodness. it's over. And yeah. So, I mean, it's not exactly the same, but it's that kind of denial Mm -hmm. of we've never been liberal. Um, And it's like everybody knows that's untrue, including Don Lemon. Don Lemon might not be very bright, but he knows what he's doing. He knows that he's advocating for a liberal position, and he gets very upset when anybody at CNN suggests we need to be a little bit closer to the middle or just a little less opinionated. Don Lemon very much fights that tooth and nail. Mm-hmm. Yes, he does. Uh, one of the largest stories yet, I think, was completely ignored or mostly ignored anyway by the mainstream media leading up to the 2020 election, Tim, was the Hunter Biden laptop story. So my question is, why is this a real story? And do you think that the networks will cover this story uh, when it starts to be investigated by the Republican House of Representatives, if they can you know, ever pick a Speaker of the House. Well, I guess this was a story where you'd say they don't get an F on professionalism in 2022 because we had the New York Times did a piece acknowledging that the laptop's contents were real. The Washington Post did a story uh, that the laptop's contents were real. And here in the fall, CBS News did a story acknowledging with their own experts that the laptop contents were real. But, you know, CBS put it on one Monday morning at 730 and then no more. Uh, And the New York Times put it on 820 one day. Uh, But you got to give them a point. Uh, What this what this really means is 
Joe Biden ran for president, and he said, Hunter and I have never discussed business. And that's the central and repeated lie. Because what the laptop shows is that Joe Biden was meeting with Hunter's clients. Joe Biden, you know, Hunter Biden's business was all about access to Joe. Now, the part of that that really matters is there's obviously suggested one of Hunter's business partners said Joe was getting a cut. You're right. Ten percent for the big guy. The big guy. And so that's the other question is to what extent did Hunter Biden not just enrich himself because of his dad, but did he actually enrich his dad? These are stories that we really should have learned about during the 2020 election cycle. And instead, the news media tried to suggest anyone asking about them must have been a Russian disinformation agent. <laughs> and, and we sure spent a lot of time and money to investigate whether Donald Trump had ties to Russia. But there but you couldn't even speak of possible uh, Biden family ties to China or Russia. That was simply verboten. Well, and remember that the first impeachment of Trump in 2019 was that Donald Trump had the audacity to ask Vladimir Zelensky in Ukraine to maybe look around and see what's going on with Hunter Biden in Ukraine. Somehow to investigate Hunter Biden was an impeachable offense. It not only somehow wasn't journalism, it was an impeachable offense. And all Trump was asking was for maybe the president of Ukraine could do what the New York Times and the Washington Post didn't want to do. Well, hopefully, at least we'll get some some degree of reporting on this story in the coming year, although I doubt that it's going to be very objective. We're talking to Tim Graham, director of media analysis at the Media Research Center. And do you find it as interesting as I do that the that the mainstream media gushed over Elon Musk when he was a pot smoking advocate for electric cars, but they turned on him in a hot minute when he became a warrior for free speech? Yes. And, and, you know, I think that the whole point of it was it's, it really reflects the news media's, ref, uh, you know, opinions on Facebook and Twitter. Facebook and Twitter were wonderful companies when they were helping Barack Obama get elected. Um, you know, in, in that era, Facebook and Twitter were new tools for the Democrats to appeal to young voters the way TikTok is now, I guess. Um, but once, uh, yeah, once, Donald Trump came along, then suddenly Facebook and Twitter were horrendous um, and were agents of misinformation. And the Democrats in Congress dragged them into hearings and screamed at them for, you know, basically allowing Trump to get elected. And so in this case, yes, when Elon Musk actually said, well, I think I'll buy this Twitter thing, uh, you know, even the noise he was making about buying it, uh, they got very, very upset because they liked Twitter exactly the way it was. And, uh, yeah, freedom of speech was not what Twitter was known for, especially, again, not in 2020, when they shut down the New York Post's entire account for 17 days to try to squash this Hunter Biden story. Yeah, and lots of stories were, were shut down by Twitter in coordination with the FBI. And we're mm-hmm. only finding that out now because of Elon Musk. Do you think that will that story will gain any traction in the mainstream media in the coming year? Because if you flipped the the political persuasion, in other words, if Donald Trump or some other Republican had been given millions of dollars to a tech company to squelch speech that was politically damaging 
uh, to the Republicans. That would be a story that would be never ending in the mainstream media. Will, will this story get covered in any greater detail in the coming year? Well, I think first it's important to establish that they really haven't touched this at all. You know, I mean, maybe it comes up for 30 seconds when they say, and the Republicans are trying to push this Twitter files garbage. You know, that that's that's about the degree to which it surfaces, you know, just like Hunter is rushing disinformation. Uh, but uh, I don't think they're going to want to touch this. And I think that because what this what these Twitter files show is, as you suggest, coordination between the uh, the FBI and Twitter. And uh, of course, the FBI was paying Twitter um, and and basically saying, here's what you're going to do on our behalf to make sure with, that we stop all this Trumpian disinformation. It does really show, uh, yeah, a conspiracy mm-hmm. to rig the election, which is why these people are all allergic to it, because they ran around saying, oh, no, this is the fairest election of all time. Yeah, and, and it may not have been. Tim Grand, you're, <laughs> you're, the, you're the director of media analysis at the Media Research Center. Uh, listen, Newsbusters is one of the websites that I go to every day. But if folks want to follow you uh, other than at newsbusters.org, how can folks follow what you write as you personally and as the Media Research Center tries to keep the media objective and to at least hold them accountable when they're not? How can folks follow you online? Well, thanks. I'm at Tim J. Graham, G-R-A-H-A-M, on Twitter. Um, uh, I have a, we have a Newsbusters podcast, which you can find on Newsbusters or at podomatic.com. Actually, any place that podcasts are, or Spotify or whatever, the Newsbusters podcast is there. That's fantastic. Thank you for taking time to talk to us tonight here on Camo X. I'm looking forward to talking to you again in the near future. Thank you. Thanks. Great to talk to you. Tim Graham does a fantastic job there at Media Research Center. I want to open up the phones. What do you think? Just during the course of this conversation, it looks like I got about 10 texts here at uh, 314-436-7900 about problems with the media. What do you think about how the mainstream media operates today? Give us a call or text. Again, 314-436-7900. At your service. KMOX. Don't go away. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back to At Your Service. Again, phone lines are open. If you'd like to give us a call, we'd love to hear from you this evening. And uh, we did get re- receive a call from a good friend of the show, Ed Golterman. Hey, Ed, great to talk to you, sir. You know, you gave the perfect lead-in talking about the media. It reminds me of many, many years ago, the quality of Rex Davis and KMOX News and something that Bob Hyland did uh, kind of apart from news. 
how could you give me such a perfect lead in? Did you plan that? I did. You know, listen, I'm a chess player, my friend, and I was planning like 18 moves ahead, knowing I, that you I would call that. in. I planned the entire show around <laughs> Ed Golterman calling in this evening on Camel X, and it worked out perfectly. Well, I know you have other callers, so I'll cut <laughs> right down. I'll cut down to the center cut of this. And if you want a little backstory and maybe even a call or two, 55 years ago. Now, if I were to say it seems like yesterday, you know I would, I would probably be fooling you totally. But there's a three, four-minute segment. Uh, 55 years ago, the, the Solomon family took a big leap of faith and a risk and they opened the St. Louis Blues hockey franchise at the arena. Uh, they had a short, a short time frame to put the team together, to put the arena in shape. And about five, mm -hmm. 6,000 people came to that game. It was an exhibition against the North Stars. Most of them knew nothing about hockey. <laughs> I, I didn't know much about hockey. But... We were all sitting up with the Falstaff group. Falstaff was one of the first sponsors. Uh, so Sharon and I were up way up in the blue seats. Uh, uh, the Salomons had engaged me or signed me to do the national anthems for their first season. I'd been doing them downtown at the uh, Keel Auditorium for many years. So, But uh, Gene, Gene Beckerley said, Ed, we don't need you this night. We have it covered. Pause. 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 And then so what happened? Anyway. <laughs> well, again, the cut right to it. Three minutes before uh, game time or face-off, uh, the, the, the skaters are skating. The flag is coming down, the beautiful American flag from the Jumbotron. Uh, Norm Kramer is, is playing at the Argon, and, and he stops playing. So we're all anticipating the, the opening of the game, the national anthem. I looked right by Norm on this little stage. There was a microphone, and there was no singer. No oh, no, singer. That, that's a problem. No singer. So uh, Gene Beckerly was in charge of that night, and uh, Gene is waving at me. Now, you've waved at someone on the street a night. Sure. Um, you know, hey, how you doing today? Gene was was waving in total panic, like Absolutely. he like, like he was an AFib. Yeah, well, and, and <laughs> things on top of that, and you know, Gene would get real red, so he's waving at me up here. I just smiled. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I smiled and I got yep. up, and I just kind of walked down fifty steps, and I walked up onto this rickety rickety stage i thought the argon was going to fall through that stage wow i point i pointed at norm he gave me the starting note and i had the privilege of starting a 55 year tradition for the wow. st louis blues so, hockey team so this was the first blues game yes this was an exhibition Right against the, the Minnesota North Stars, but this and, was their uh, first. This was their first game. It was an exhibition game, but nevertheless, it was the Blues' first game, and you prevented a disaster. Yes, and and you know, from then on, I was known as either creating disasters or 
coming in as the sixth man and just, you know, doing what I could do. But that night turned into 13 full seasons for me. Uh, my brother Jim did a year when I was doing radio and television. And I'd like to credit some of the others of that time, if I may. Do I have time? To well, we, we, we kind of we need to move on, Ed, but I definitely sure, wanted sure. to get you on the air because I, I, I was sort of familiar with the story. And I thought it was a fascinating story because whenever you're starting the first game for a sports franchise, you want everything to go smoothly. And and this could have been a disaster, but because you were in the stands, you saved the day. Well, thank you so much. And you may get a call or two of somebody who was there. And thanks for letting me share this story, Brad. Thank, thank you, Ed. Thanks for calling in. Appreciate that. Uh, I just received a text by saying, let's get to the Idaho murder details. That's coming in. I'm going to interview uh, John Davis at, at 917. So you're, you're going to want to stick around for that because we're going to go through what's called the probable cause affidavit. And I wanted to talk to John. He and I went to law school together. Uh, but in his career, uh, he has been a judge. He has been a federal prosecutor. And now he is a criminal defense attorney. So he's literally handled every side of the criminal justice system. And he's going to break down some of this information uh, that was released just today. And, and listen, I'm a news junkie. I watched and read all the news today. No one is going to cover what we're going to cover with John Davis. But that'll be at, at 917. So you're going to want to stick around for that. We got to uh, take a break here because, listen, our board operator, Matt Pajeski, he makes a lot of money. So we've got to take a break to pay for that. At your service, Brad Young here on X. Don't go away. day job, and I've discussed this a lot uh, in my law firm, I handle employment law, and I represent companies in cases involving workers' compensation claims, uh, discrimination claims, whether that's racial discrimination, age discrimination, gender discrimination, uh, Americans with Disabilities Act for disability discrimination. I only mention that for this reason. I had to I had to do the, uh, the training for Odyssey this week on issues related to discrimination in the workplace. And as I'm going through this almost two-hour training session, for me it was stuff that I know because I do this every day in my real job. Not discriminate every day, but I deal with the, I deal with the legal ramifications of discrimination so I know how to spot it. So to, to see this training that was done by the corporation of, of the Odyssey Corporation, to me was a bit redundant. I had seen that. I've done this before, but whenever you look at what some of the other diversity training is in other phases from for the government training, it it becomes rather, uh, my goodness, it becomes really obnoxious and over the top. So let me give you just for a few examples. This training that was paid for by the United States government specifies that asking an Asian person for math help is a microaggression. Even though if you know someone is good at math, all of a sudden now you're not allowed to ask a math question to someone who's Asian? I, I don't get that. And also the training says that reverse racism does not exist, and it absolutely does. In fact, I've got a, story, a little story about reverse racism that happened to me just two weeks ago, 
but uh, but Mike has been holding for a while. Hey, Mike, welcome to KMOX. Hi. Um, I, I just wanted to follow up on your interview with the media expert you yes. just had on the radio. So when you were speaking about Donald Trump and the first impeachment, you kind of let him gloss over the fact that there was a quid pro quo with getting the arms deal passed with getting dirt on Hunter, Hunter Biden. You never mentioned that to him. So, but I don't think, think that there was a quid pro quo. Are you part of the media problem? No, I don't think that there was a quid pro quo. In fact, that was never proven. The uh, although he was impeached, he was not convicted. So, as it stands right now, there is no court of any authority. There is no controlling legal authority, uh, Mike, in any way that has held President Trump or found President Trump to have engaged in a quid pro quo when it comes to uh, to Ukraine and the arms deal. As we both know, that was not a court proceeding. Right, it was a but, congressional but, proceeding. That's true, and, but but and, he still was not convicted and, of anything. And and um, the there were experts brought on. There were people that listened to the conversation. Several people that were on the call heard him mention the quid pro quo. So what other proof do you need? They were under oath, and they well, stated that they heard him say that. Right. But there were other folks who also commented, because I heard it during the hearings, that what he said wasn't did not amount to a quid pro quo because there and, and we're saying quid pro quo, meaning I will only give you this if you will do this for me. Uh, and, and there were two sides to that argument. So uh, to me, it's inconclusive. Was it a bad phone call? Yes. When President Trump said it was a perfect phone call, that's ridiculous. It was not a perfect phone call. It was uncomfortable. It was cringeworthy. But it wasn't criminal. And there was no quid pro quo because there was evidence on both sides of that issue. I mean, I think it was impeachable. But can we get back to the reason why I called? It was when you were talking to the expert. Well, wait, hang on a second. No, let's don't move on, Mike. Let's don't move on. Why do you think that that was impeachable? Because under the Constitution, it specifies that the only grounds for impeachment is high crimes or misdemeanors. So in, in President Trump's case, in what instance, even if he suggested there was a quid pro quo, what evidence do you have that he committed a high crime or a misdemeanor, which under the Constitution are the only grounds upon which a president can be impeached. You you heard the same evidence I did. Right, but we're, answer we're my question. About, on what in, am, in what in what context well, you, did he commit a high crime or a misdemeanor? Um can you answer my question first? No, I, I get to answer the questions because here. You did you no 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 I I, I <laughs> called and asked the question. You I, won't answer you, it. You brought up an issue you and I'm brought, following it up. No, no no let me just finish my sentence. So in other words, you don't want to answer my question. That's fine. You're not going to let the caller finish the sentence? No, I will. We'll move on as long as I make sure contextually people know you're dodging my question by asking a different one. But in that context, go right ahead. If you just let me finish my sentence, I'll I'll finish it and we can move on. Okay. You never mentioned anything about a quid pro quo when you were speaking with that that expert. No, I did not. Why not? Didn't come to mind, really, because— we were covering other issues about what the media did. No, I'm answering your question, Mike. Let me answer your question. We were discussing specifically about the media grade and how the media performed in 2022, and that went back to 2019. It was three years too old. It wasn't the topic that we were discussing. Well, you were discussing the fact that the media pigeon or or will um, – will throw softball questions. And so you were, you were doing the same thing that you were complaining about the media doing it. And actually you are part of the media. Now you are on a, the biggest radio station in the Midwest. You are part of the media. So just say that you're not part of the media 
is is fruitless. But, it, but, it's, it, but to answer your question here, Mike, our conversation right here proves that this show is fair and balanced. I love it when callers call up like you and disagree with me because I'll give you all the airtime that you want to disagree with me. That is completely contradictory to what the mainstream media does. For example, just this Sunday night, as I discussed with Tim Graham, they have on the most, uh, uh, the most incorrect, the most uh, factually wrong environmental expert in the history of environmental experts, and yet they allow him to spew lies that he's been telling for the last 50 years with no accountability. And they didn't have on another expert. I'm allowing you on because this is fair and balanced. So you want to disagree with me? I love that. And I will always let on folks who disagree with me. I agree with you 100%. I'm so happy that you had him on and you're, I'm listening to what you're saying. I'm, it's kind of like everything that's happened in the last couple of days. I, I, I always, you know, the people that have brought up the um, proceedings in the, in the, the way they're, they're, they make sausage in Congress and this 20 gr- group of, of, of Congress people are disgruntled with the way it's made, the way the sausage is made. And, and mm-hmm. I'm listening to their complaints, even though I don't agree with them um, on most things. I'm agreeing with them on that one point that, like, there has to be a more of an open um, door and yes. they're trying to open the, open the car hood on what goes on in Congress. And I think it's a good thing. It's kind well, of like what we're doing. Exactly. Listen, I, I'll tell you a quick story, Mike. I go to lunch once a month with my very good friend from law school. He is further to the left than I am to the right. And we go to lunch once a month. We go get chicken wings and we simply argue politics for the entire hour. And we have the best time. But the point is, is that one of the largest problems in this country right now, and you highlighted it, is that too many people right and left sit in echo chambers and they only talk to people they agree with. They only interact with people they agree with. So I'm thrilled that you are listening to people that I don't even agree with, like Lauren Boebert and Matt Gates. I don't agree with them most of the time, but I'm glad that you are at least listening to the debate because that that's what the marketplace of ideas is all about. There was a congressman from Montana that he was very eloquent, and he was presenting his argument. I can't remember his name from, from C-SPAN, but he spoke today during the proceedings, and he did a great job talking about how, you know, just the reasons why he wants to uh, nominate someone other than McCarthy. And it was great. It was like we, we, we show up, and they've already decided what bills are going to pass. And then they do a floor vote, and they just pass it um, with, with just in, in mass. Sure, that's and called rubber like, stamping, isn't it? Yes. And I was like, that makes a lot of sense. Like, they don't even have t- a chance that they're elected. They're, they're, we vote for them. And then often they don't even get the chance to give their opinion on the, on the, on the bills that are going through. And I thought that was really, really important. Hey, Mike, um, I'm I'm going to have to let you go here, not because I don't enjoy our conversation, but we're coming up on what's called a hard break, and I don't have a a choice. we got to take a break at the top of the hour. I appreciate you calling in. Feel free to text and love it that you're listening to the show. Call anytime, my friend. Appreciate it. Right on. Appreciate it. Brad Young, at your service. We have to take a mandatory break here. We'll be back with more right after this on Camo (sighs) X. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. 
Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.